0: Today's scripture explains why Christians are expected to be holy and how we are meant to become holy people. In the first reading taken from the book of Leviticus, we hear of our call to holiness. Quite simply because God is holy, all those bound to the covenant are called to be holy. The law provides examples of how an attitude of otherness is to be lived. First, one is prohibited from harboring any anger toward another. Second, fraternal correction. Rather than harbor a grudge, one must reach out to the other who may have committed some wrongdoing. Third, vengeance is not tolerated as it demonstrates the desire to hold a grudge, which is sinful. These three followed by the capstone of the Mosaic law. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. In our second reading taken from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he highlights three themes which focus on wisdom's transcendent power. First, the Christian community may be likened to the temple of God the Holy Spirit dwelling within each one of us. Second, holiness is not found in human wisdom. The wisdom of the world is foolishness. Third, proper ordering of the community. We all belong to Christ. In this week's gospel, we continue our journey through the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew. Our focus the two basic Christian attitudes, acting with selflessness and loving one's enemies. Jesus proclaims his radical reinterpretation of the law with case studies from the time to prove his point. He then closes with, so be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. How are we to reach this seemingly unattainable way? The word perfect here is based upon the Hebrew and Greek, meaning wholeness or maturity. God will still be God and we will still be human. But a disciple is called to act wholeheartedly, maturely, focused on God's universal, generous and impartial love for all that he has created. Our life messages in scripture this week, the first way of becoming holy as God is holy is to abstain from all forms of retaliation. Jesus discards even the milder form of retaliation passed on to Israel through Moses. The policy was one of limited proportional retaliation, tit for tat, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth rather than allowing unlimited vengeance. In place of this limited proportional retaliation, Jesus gives his new law of love, grace, forgiveness, reconciliation, and no retaliation. For Jesus, retaliation or even limited vengeance has no place in Christian life even though graceful acceptance of an offense requires great strength, discipline of character, and strengthening by God's grace. The second way of becoming holy as God is holy is to take the offense gracefully and love the offender. Jesus illustrates this in three images, turning the other cheek, freely giving the tunic, and adding the cloak to it as well, and walking the extra mile. Jesus tells us that what makes Christians different is the grace with which they treat others, offering them their loving kindness and mercy, as God does for us, even if they don't deserve this treatment. We are commanded to love our enemies as Jesus loves us with agape love, not because our enemies deserve our love, but because Jesus loves them so much that he died for them as he did for us. The third way of sharing in God's holiness is by unconditionally and wholeheartedly forgiving the offender without planning revenge in any form. This means not only loving one's neighbor, but also forgiving those enemies who hurt us and seem willfully to cause us suffering, hardship, and unhappiness. We are to sincerely pray for their spiritual and physical welfare and for the grace they need for their conversion and renewal of life. Thus, today's scripture readings challenge us to become holy as our God is holy by loving, forgiving, and blessing others even our enemies with graceful and monogamous love. My brothers and sisters, the world can seem chaotic, out of control, and scary. Mass shootings, racial violence, war, all of it can make us weary of others. Jesus' command to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you sometimes seem out of place in a world in which so much goes wrong. During difficult times, we are most in need of heeding Jesus's challenging words. We need to pray both for the victims of the crime and for those who have caused harm to others. Some thoughts to ponder this next week. Who are the people you find most difficult to love? How can you love them as God does? Where in my life can I extend forgiveness? Do I take time in prayer to align my will with God's will for my life? and others. God bless.